This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome back to Do The Work. Today and every day, we will talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do The Work. I have a special 98 Studio surprise for you today, and I'm really excited about it. Today, I get to chat with Joe Morton. Thank you for coming today, Joe. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Christy. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Joe's podcast is called A Cup of Joe, which I think is quite clever. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But I actually met Joe coming in. I think I was coming out from a recording and Joe was coming in and immediately connected with him. And he knows people that I know and love. And I've listened to several of your podcasts. I could see that you live what you talk about. And to me, that feels connecting. That was that was great for me. So I'm going into a bio here for you, Joe. Okay, I'm going to read it just like it was written because I don't want to call you an ordinary guy. That just doesn't feel good for me. <laughs> Did you have to write from, this for something? I'm from a small, yeah, and I'm from a small, uh, small town in Ontario, Canada. So it's a little farming community. Okay, my dad was a farmer. Was he? Yeah. Surrounded by farmers, I yeah. love it. I love the life. And when you said you lived on an apple orchard, that was always kind of my dream. Yeah, we yeah. had an apple orchard. It was kind of cool. Run and play in there. We didn't trees. really, we didn't really, I mean, they just produce. Yeah. Apples do that. They, they just produce. Pretty hardy. And it was amazing. We had as many apples as we wanted, but we didn't really farm them, you know. Oh, really? So, but it was amazing to have that. It's fun. Okay. So I asked for a bio and here's, I, I have a feeling that, in fact, I know this isn't because all you have to do is listen to your podcast to know that you did not include lots of things, but <laughs> Joe Morton is an ordinary guy from a rural town in Ontario, Canada. First and foremost, he is a husband and a father. That's really probably all you need to know to decide if you're going to go listen to his podcast, but we'll keep going. He's an endurance athlete and author of two books. What are your books about? Uh, one's called Positive In. It's about putting positive into our lives each and every day so that positive can flow out in all the roles that mm-hmm. we play. And we all wear multiple hats, as you know. Mm-hmm. So that's one of them. And another one's on sales, but it's in Spanish. It's an interesting one. I co-authored with a lady in in Mexico City that I've been friends with for many years. And so it's in Spanish. I haven't quite made it into English yet. We produced it mm, a little less than a year ago. So it's kind of fun, fun project. You speak Spanish and French? I speak French and English. I don't even speak Spanish. But I (laughs) spent a lot of time in Mexico (laughs) and in South America doing business. And so I've just kind of become friends with people and I have a great, great partner down there. That's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. You're a real estate investor. You're an entrepreneur. Therefore, you're a dreamer. I'm going back to your voice again, not mine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm one of the crazy ones. The crazy ones who believes anything is possible. I've been associated with starting brands such as Ultra Footwear, Perfectly Posh Skin Care. Oh, we should probably talk about that. I'm getting older. <laughs> and most recognizable brand Zango, been sold over 50 million bottles in over 40 countries worldwide. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. One of my greatest passions is awakening the dreamer in all of us, helping people remember that they too have dreams. The world needs your dreams. Sadly, the process of life tends to dole our dreams and have us give up too easily. I focus on positive in, putting positive into our lives, just like you just described to us, which is what your first book is about. 
so positive can flow out and all the rules that we play so you can move confidently in the directions of achieving your dreams and goals. I use my life experiences in sports, outdoor activities, family and businesses to help teach the principles of daily gratitude, love, becoming present and in the moment, reading and dreaming to help the help you achieve all that you are capable of. That's so beautiful. And as you describe that, I help teach the principles of daily gratitude, love, becoming present and in the moment, reading and dreaming to help you achieve all that you're capable of. I hear that and I just think that's hope, like to give someone hope to move through whatever life experiences. I'm a big believer, Joe, that whatever comes into our life, we are completely capable of moving through it if we'll address it, if we'll if we'll look at it, if we'll speak honestly to it, if we'll have gratitude, if, if we'll apply these tools that I, I really believe we're capable. There's nothing we can't move through. How do you feel about that? 100%. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's said, as you know, Christy, we can't always control what happens to us mm-hmm. and what people say to us and do to us, but we can control how we respond to it. Mm-hmm. And that's a very important point that's taken mm-hmm. me a while to me try too. to figure that out in life, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I love the saying, I don't know who said it originally, but I like the saying, we can either go through it or we can grow through it. Mm-hmm. And I like that because stuff happens. There's nobody's immune to it. No one. Nobody. On whatever, and we can decide whether we're going to just go through it or we're going to grow through it. Only us can make that decision. We hold that key. Yeah. We hold that key. So well said because we think, oh, we age. As time goes on, we age, but we don't, we don't actually age or mature emotionally unless we choose to grow through something. We can go through something and be the same person or maybe less capable after something that's painful, or we can grow through it and truly see it as an opportunity to learn, grow, and progress, which I believe is why we're on this earth anyway, is to learn, grow, and progress. And everything is just an experience or opportunity to do that. 100%. And it takes faith to do that. It takes a certain amount of faith and belief because when we're going through something, and we all go through it, Mm -hmm. people are listening right now. Everyone. (laughs) You know, you know that someone's going through, we all are in one degree or another. And it takes a certain amount of faith to say, okay, what can I learn from this? Because there's something that I'm to learn from this. If we go in with an attitude like that, if we can find that space, Mm -hmm. that place, then we're not going to go through it. Just go through it. We will grow through it and we will become the person we're meant to become Mm -hmm. if we trust the process. Mm -hmm. And if we have faith in that process, Mm -hmm. because if not, as you know, we can just become bitter and jaded and angry and, and, uh, I don't want to be that person, you know? And that is the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) When we're bitter and jaded and angry, we treat the people that we love the most differently, less than we don't have as much capacity to love, to care, to hold, help them hold their pain or whatever they're going through. So it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. If we choose not to grow, we model that for the people that love us and are looking and wondering. And yeah, there are, there are unintended consequences. Whether we choose to grow or not, there will be unintended consequences. It's, the, it's a bit of the consider the, the lilies type of thing. Consider the lilies. We can trust that it's going to work out. We can yeah. just have faith and then just move forward. Just start moving forward. And 
if we have that attitude, my experience has been not going to, it's not going to be easy, yeah. but we're going to grow through it and we're going to become through it. Really and then, and then if we could have that faith and, Oh, a little bit later we go, oh, now I see, yeah. now it just makes sense. Yeah. You know? And almost, thank you. I, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was in my early twenties and was quite sick for 10 years, really sick until I was done having children. And I just felt so ripped off. I just felt like while well, everyone my age was out doing fun things and, you know, whatever, I was trying to get through this. And then I had some other experiences in my life. I was like, oh, what I learned in my 20s actually laid a foundation for so many other things that, that I would experience in my life. And I feel like I can look back every time. It's like there's this rearview mirror, like, and it's almost now, I'm old enough now to be like, he's got me. Like, I know he's got me. Mm-hmm. I know whatever I'm experiencing will be for my good. I know that. It doesn't feel good when I'm going through it, but I know it will be for my good if I'll let it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for, for sharing. Okay, I want to know about your podcast. Will you tell my listeners what your podcast about? It's, it's really about health and wellness. There's three main pillars. There's fitness. They like exercise fitness. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be... Um, dietary supplementation, um, food, and then the mental and emotional and psychological aspect of health and wellness. Cause that's very real and it's a very important very part. Cool. And so those are the three areas that I cover and try to cover in this podcast. And I'm just passionate about it, Christy. I love it. Yeah. I love the subject. This is what I've been in my whole life. My father was involved in the health and wellness business. Um, when I was just a child, I was four years old, five years old when he got involved in herbal encapsulation and selling nature sunshine products. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They started the Canadian division in the basement of our house when I was growing up. So I was around that just as a child. Like, and then as I went into my teen years, my mom owned a health food store. And so I would work in her health food store and I learned a lot during that process. And, and then just always being in sports, I played all the sports growing up and I continue to play sports and continue to try to keep fit. Do you really? What sports do you play? I play hockey. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I'm Canadian. <laughs> we're, yes, we're born with skates. Uh, I play <laughs> hockey um, and I do triathlons and um, wow. a lot of running, biking and swimming. And That's awesome. Things, so. so good. Okay. I love it. I love the subject. So it just, I just get so excited for it. it. I love it too. And I think it's, it is so, so I ha- I'm going to be, I'm just going to confess right now. I, I was this morning, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about um, nutrition and I was eating these caramels that were sitting on my seat. And I'm like, mm, I'm probably going to have to make some changes. <laughs> so the beauty to me is because I feel really I'm pretty passionate about emotional health and, and that we can, we can learn tools that will help us not stay stuck in pain, um, whether it's any kind of pain. And I, I love the physical part of it as well. I, I'm quite active. And when you said there are these three pillars, I was like, you know what, that that's the point of a podcast or that's the point of just admitting and acknowledging I have more to learn. I have, I will always have more to learn, but, but to, to be in a space where it's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the information because I'm eating caramels for breakfast on my plate. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but I just hey, had they're to. they're tasty. They and were tis the season. <laughs> they were in the car. 
Just the season. I didn't grab one. They just were in the car waiting for me. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So you're a father and a husband. You have how many children? Four children. Four children. Three boys and then our, our daughter. She's the caboose and she's just awesome. Uh, those Having a daughter. Oh, I, I agree. It's the best. Daughters are gems. I agree. I love that you talk about those three pillars. I want to talk about mindfulness. I had no idea until I chose to learn and educate myself. I had no idea the power of our mind that literally so much of our pain comes from what we choose to think about, focus on, um, give energy to that way from our mind. Yes. You're nodding your head. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. I had no idea. I just thought life happens and I'm a victim or whatever. And to stop, to realize I actually am free to act and free to act means I have choice. I have agency. So I want to talk about that today with you. I know you, you have a podcast on mindfulness. I would highly recommend it. Cup of Joe on mindfulness, but I'm also reading the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Amazing book. Can I just, can I just please do show you how I like it? It's like wisdom after so much. Every page, every page. I'm, I'm, calling people. I Marco Polo. I have these three friends that all Marco Polo. Grab something to eat. I've got something from Eckhart. I'm going to share you, share with you. It really, I mean, wow. I, there's I just a lot. It's amazing. So where did you learn about my mindfulness? I was somewhat forced into learning that and educating, just kind of finding the education on my own. Mm-hmm. I was running a company and uh, growing really fast and uh, we were around, all around the world, and I'd, I was basically living in jet lag. I was just perpetually jet lagged. And the process of life was beating me down, let's put it that way. Yeah, I felt like I was living a real-life version of whack-a-mole. I just could never keep up with everything. And I was finding myself um, doing, like, forced in, forcing myself into, like, endurance sports, Ironman competitions, long bike rides, and I didn't quite understand why. I didn't understand. I just was drawn to it. It was what I was using for my release. 08, 09 hit. The whole world was falling apart. My mm-hmm. business was struggling. And and I just, I, without going into all the details, it was a tough, a tough period. Mm-hmm. And it kind of built for several years and it kind of kept building. And um, I decided to, I needed to get off the grid. And, and in fact, I did a podcast just recently about this. I had my, my son was with me and my buddy Lance mm-hmm. and we climbed Kilimanjaro in Africa and it was amazing. And there was a moment in Kilimanjaro where I was blaming everyone, Christy, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I was blaming everyone and maybe not openly sometimes yeah. with some of my, you know, you get, you, you're totally. close, your close friends, your confidants uh-huh. and it's this blame game, just mm-hmm. the blame game. And everything, I mean, just start naming everyone else is the problem, not so much me. And my son happened to have the book As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And mm-hmm. it was in his bag and it was in the tent, fell out. He had just finished it, asked if I could read it. And it was what I needed to hear at that time. James Allen wrote this book in 1903. I've read it. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's amazing. And really, in a nutshell, for anyone listening, really, in a nutshell, basically, they're saying, you're in control. Like, you can, in control. You hold the key, so to speak. Yep. And I'm like, I'm the maker of my destiny. 
you're talking about the power of the mind in there. He goes into that detail of that's probably one of the first examples in modern literature where they talk about that planting the seeds of your mind. Mm -hmm. And we choose whether we're going to plant greatness or poison. Mm -hmm. I think he uses the word poison in it. Mm -hmm. And whatever we choose to water is going to grow. I was sitting there, I'm sitting on the side of Kilimanjaro, looking out over clouds. Let me, it's like really cool because you get above the rainforest. It's just, I remember just sitting there going, Joe, you're in control. Like you, whether you do something or not, whether you, how you respond or not. So that was kind of my beginning of my journey, Christy. Mm-hmm. That was the catalyst. And I was like, oh, so I, you know, the book's not very long, gobbled it up in a matter of yeah. like, a couple days mm-hmm. and pondered on it. And then that just grew into books like Edgar Tolley's Power of Now and and all these other books that I've come across. Stillness Speaks, by the way, by the Edgar Tolley. Phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Was it before or after? Uh, I think it was now? after. Okay. Power of Now was kind of like his first one. But this is mm-hmm. a lot of the similar stuff, just kind of uh, more, a little more condensed. And, yeah. It's and, um, and, and so I started to realize, wait a second, in the book, actually, in Power of Now, he talks about how we find ourselves doing endurance sports, climbing mountains, uh, you, you know, and he says, because you're forcing yourself into the present moment. And I remember reading that going, I didn't even know it. That is, But I was being drawn to this. Because I needed to heal. I needed those healing moments. And then he gets into it, as you know, in the book about those gaps between, in fact, he says it right in here, the gaps between thoughts. Yeah. That is where the healing takes place. Yes. And it all started making sense. I'm like, my goodness, Lao Tzu talked about it. Buddha talked about it. Jesus talked about it. Yes. He says the kingdom of heaven is within you. Yeah. It's there. I, I was like, Wait, we have it. We hold it. It's all within every one of us. Mm-hmm. We all hold the key. Why is this not being shouted from the rooftops? I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Do you think we want to hear it? I think it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the small and simple things, so to think. Confound the mighty and confound the wise. We all have it in us. And the secret, the key is here. It's, it's empowering. You know what I mean? It's freedom. It's freedom. It's actually freedom if we'll choose to to use it, if we'll, if we'll choose to act. And I think particularly we live at a time where there are so many ways to distract. Interesting, I've had a few different things in my life the last couple of years and my brain wants to distract. Like it it wants me to find something that can go in a different direction and it's a conscious choice and I'm and I'm not saying I choose it all the time in fact lots of times I don't choose it but to choose to be present you're going to have to feel and in we don't like to feel so many people don't like to feel because we're afraid I'll never I'll never not feel pain or I'll never not feel alone or I'll never not feel not angry but the exact opposite is true. If we'll be still, if we'll stay present, we actually have all the power inside of us to feel through, grow through whatever we're experiencing. But I think a huge part of it is I don't want to feel. And when I come to the present, don't you have to feel? I mean, yeah. you had to feel. You're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. By the way, did you get to the top? Mm-hmm. What? Was it scary? Uh, the The last night was a bit of a push. I, uh, I In my podcast, I... Told, told the uh, 
altitude hit me and I threw up like twice. And so I didn't have anything in my stomach, but I made it to the top, pushed through. Human body's amazing what it can accomplish. Yeah, but that's pretty. I was a little grumpy, by the way. (laughs) Did anyone like you when you were there? (laughs) I didn't say a whole lot. I really depended on my two, two that were with me. Caden, my son, Caden and Lance. I love that you did it with your son. That's sweet. Okay. So to feel, to be mindful. So maybe that's my next question then for you. What is the cost of mindfulness? If I'm, if I'm going to be mindful, what am I going to have to give up? I don't know if you have to give up anything unless we're so addicted to, as you mentioned earlier, we're so busy. Mm -hmm. We are so busy. I mean, let's just, anyone listening, just take a moment and think about our day. We wake up, we immediately go for our phone, pick it up. And what do we do? We turn it on and bing, 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 it starts to hit. And what does that do? It's hitting our dopamine rushes. We're seeing emails and possibly, and pretty Chances are it's like work emails and work texts and work WhatsApps and telegrams and whatever source that mm-hmm. you're seeing. That's immediately got us, our minds going in that. We go from a rested fasting state of sleep, which is supposed to be a, a time when we are repairing, renewing, recovering. I love how you do And we just snap of the fingers, we're up watching emails, texts, and stuff. And it's not, and then it just starts the day. And and think about it. We just never stop. And what do we do? We go into the, oftentimes, I'm just saying how it is. We go into showers with our phones. We go into the the bathroom with our phones. We go to the breakfast table with our phones. Do we look into the eyes of our children and our parents and our loved ones that are around the table, our spouses? Do we look into their eyes while we're eating breakfast anymore? I I mean, I'm not saying we don't, Yeah. but really take a, (laughs) take a look. I know I'm I'm guilty of it. We all are. Yeah. We get in the car. We oftentimes we're listening to the news, which is not positive. And it's just, that's the day and it just goes and it goes and we go into meetings and we're, we're in meetings. We're scanning through social media. True. We just never stop. So what is the price? I think peace. We just have to set something down for a moment. But by doing that in here, since we're talking Edward, in, Edgar Tolley. In where? Edgar Tolley. Okay. Um, sp- Stillness Speaks. He says, pay attention to the gap. The gap between two thoughts. The brief, silent space between words and a conversation between the notes of a piano or flute or the gap between the in-breath and out-breath. When you pay attention to those gaps, awareness of something becomes just awareness. The formless dimension of pure consciousness arises from within you and replaces the identification with form. Hmm. And he's talking about how stillness speaks. Mm -hmm. We think about be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful explanation that just sums it up right there if we can be still enough we can hear that's what he's trying to say is stillness speaks and so what is the price i don't know i think the price is actually the the peace. outcome is peace yeah. i agree i think the price as you're talking i'm like no the price is a willingness to feel up the price is to let go of whatever that phone or whatever Whatever it is that's that we're using to distract from actually just being present, the price is that to give oh, that away. Yes. 
And then I do think the outcome is peace. It's in Power of Now, he talks about what when we are present, we are with God. Like he is in the present. Am I saying that mm-hmm. right? He just says, when you're present, you are right where God is. And he's, I have a really strong belief that when we lean into Christ, when we lean into God, again, there's just nothing. There's nothing that we can't experience and get through and get through and be stronger. But if we don't stay present, my big thing is I work with clients. Um, it's really interesting to me. I work with a lot of anxiety and and depression. And when we talk about anxiety, I'll say, so tell me, what are you, what are you feeling? What's, what are you feeling anxious about? And almost always, it's something that has not happened in the future that they want to control. And I'm acting like I never do it, that we want to control. When we feel anxiety, it's something in the future that we want to control. And we actually have no power to control it. And I will invite them, if you'll come back to the present, that's where your agency lies. That's where you actually have power. But you lose your power the minute you leave the present and you're out here wanting to control something. And then you you're, you disconnect from yourself, you disconnect from others, you disconnect from God, which is a really lonely, scary place. And of course, you're going to feel anxious about that. So mm-hmm. I think back to your peace is peace is the gift in a world that is so loud and noisy. Peace is the outcome of choosing to be mindful. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting to commit myself to not pick my phone. Do you pick your phone up right when you wake up? I I do, but I don't, uh, I go right into, um, I do uh, breath work. You were talking about who's the guy in the 10 Wim Hof. Yes, mm-hmm. I did that. It's cool. Only one time I about passed out. Yeah, yeah. It's actually common that people will pass out. Cause, I really but I do breath work. Um, I, I have my own f- daily actions of prayer and meditation and, and reading and mm. so forth. So, so you're picking your phone up to go do that. Yeah. As I use the Wim Hof app. <laughs> that is, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm recommitting. I'm getting the caramels out of my car and I'm also, <laughs> I'm committing. I'm committing because I pick my phone up. I don't, that's not what I want to f- feed myself with at the beginning of my day. That's really good. Okay. Mindfulness requires us to, um, it requires a few things of us. Well, first of all, fear. Can fear and being mindful, can they be, can they be together at the same time? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure because fear, most of fear is learned. You know, my dad used to tell us fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of it's just learned Mm -hmm. that we kind of adopt over lifetime and we become fearful. We, well, you use the example of the future. We become fearful of the future. Yeah. It's not even here. Yeah. It's not even real. Right. Hasn't happened. And we become fearful of the past, which is interesting. And the Mm -hmm. past sometimes dictates our fears, oftentimes dictates our fears for the future too. Mm -hmm. And yet, as Edgar Tolle talks about in the power of now, the past doesn't exist anymore. It's done. It's over. So why are we holding on to it? And the future hasn't happened yet. Oftentimes I've been asked, well, what about dreaming? You have to dream about the future. Well, yes, but that's actually taking place in the present moment. Your dreaming is taking place. It's in the present moment. That's true. He speaks to that too. It's all here. It's right now. You and I right now. This This is a moment. 
we're sitting in this amazing studio and this is what exists right now. And it's quite, quite amazing when you think about it, you start to think, Hmm, how many moments do we do miss because we're so worried about the past Mm -hmm. or we're so anxious about the future Mm -hmm. that we just miss being right here. I've done it. We're all guilty of that. For sure. For sure. Eckhart Tolle says the greater part of human pain is unnecessary. It's self-created as long as the unobserved mind runs your life. So true. That to me is what you're saying is we can choose. We actually can choose to come right back to the center. I call it the center. And I think when we're centered, that's where our power is. Okay. There's another piece that you spoke about that I want to address to be mindful. Like where does forgiveness How does that play into mindfulness? Well, mindfulness is really becoming present or in the moment. Mm -hmm. This is in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Um, What is forgiveness? And it's an interesting that every spiritual leader all talks about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Always a part of it. It's so true. Forgiveness allows us to say the past is the past. It's done starting with ourselves. Very important. Love thy neighbor as thyself. It's not, it's as thyself. And so self becomes a very important part to forgive. But forgive others. It's like we're being held back. I like to look at it. It's like we have strings or, or rubber bands, big rubber bands attached to us. And the, the longer we carry them with us, they just come heavier and heavier. Mm-hmm. We're like, because we keep looking back. If we could just somehow envision like we have scissors and whatever's that in the past that's holding us back. Is it an emotion? Is it us? Is it a friend uh, that said whatever they said to us when we were in high school? I was bullied in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people on this podcast will be, will say, Oh, they're nodding their head. They were bullied. Yeah. yeah. But we choose whether we carry that with us. I'm just using that as an example, but whatever it might be in our past. But we just add more and more. How can we be present when we're so concerned about the past? So forgive. Kind of envision yourself just cutting it and letting it go. It doesn't mean that you'd have to go back to it. It just means that you are in control. They can no longer control you. Yes. You, You get to choose. To let it go. And and from my coaching side, I would say, feel the pain. Acknowledge that it hurt. Mm-hmm. Recognize that, that you were scared to go to school or it didn't, you know, you were embarrassed because the girl or the boy that you liked heard someone treat you in some way. Like, feel that. Just feel it. And and then move through it. Let it go. And then just let it just, go. I, I'm watching you with a visual of your fingers cutting and it feels... It's it's so freeing. Mm -hmm. And then you can be present Mm -hmm. because if we're carrying that and constantly looking back and hearing, hearing ourselves tell the same story over Mm -hmm. and over again, Mm -hmm. let it go and forgive and find the peace of that forgiveness in that present moment. And then just become present and send that person or or your younger self, mm-hmm. you know, it could be the younger self. We'd totally. have a hard time forgiving ourselves. I agree. 
send them love. Send them love. And, and a visual for that would like go, go find that 14 year old boy or girl. Love them. Care about them. You're safe. Move forward. Keep walking. Like keep moving through. I think, I think that's a piece that we miss sometimes, especially in forgiveness is the acknowledgement that something hurt. And we're afraid that if we forgive, then that pain isn't going to be acknowledged. I think that's an, a subconscious holder of our life mm-hmm. experiences. So you acknowledge that it hurt. Find a friend or a family member or someone that you trust to say, can I tell you, I'm working through forgiveness and there's some painful experiences that I've had that I'd, I'd like to just, I'd just like some validation around it. I'd like someone to say, of course that would hurt. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, that was not okay. I have a, I have actually several people in my life who are so good at that. At just, I'm very good at feeling. So when I'm hurting or struggling in some way, I'll share it with someone that I trust. And all I really need is for someone to say, yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, okay, then I don't, thank you. (laughs) And even if it's just me that says it makes sense, I can let go of whatever I've been hauling around for so long to see someone you can actually see physically. Don't you think someone who cannot forgive, who will not forgive? Cause I believe we can someone who chooses not to forgive. You can see it in their physical, emotional, spiritual show up. It's, it's a burden to carry. It is heavy. It's heavy. And so I believe that's a big part of our process in life. And all of us are on our own journeys. But um, I don't feel there's any, no room in hate. There's no room for hate. Mm-mm. Just let it go. And, and then work on being present. And it's very beautiful process. Hard. Mm-hmm. Why is it hard? Because we have to let go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times those emotions and those experiences they kind of defined us like they just, and we're like, wait, it's part of me. It's kind of like a, a part, an appendage almost, you know, cause we, you, you meet those people that just every time you see them, it's the same story, you know, over and, and, and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. No. I'm just saying that we all go through this, Yeah. but to let that go, it's, it's just lightens the load, lightens the burden. And we're able to then, work our way into the present moment and find that present peace that exists in all of us. If we tap into it, mm-hmm. I agree. it's our gift. It's one of the gifts we bring into this world with every one of us in the whole world. It's amazing. That's why you can find this in every single religion and every single uh, spiritual leader. They all teach the same thing. It's, it's like this get out of jail free card. And we're like, nah, now can't be that I'll just easy stay here <laughs> can't be that easy and there's and like you mentioned there's there's almost a sense of security in it because if i can be the victim or if i can be the person who's wounded then if you're not going to look out for me i'll look out for me i'll protect me instead of the faith and humility that is required to actually hand it and to me i will visualize myself something that feels hard to let go of 
I will visualize myself handing it to Jesus Christ. I will, like, I'm giving this to you. And sometimes my brother, I was talking to my brother mm, the last, it's probably been three or four months now, but there was something I was struggling with and something that I was trying to make a decision on. And he listened and then he shared some thoughts and then he said, Christy, when you can forgive that, then I think this will be easier. And I'm like, well, that's hard to hear. Do you, <laughs> I actually said that. I said, do you think this is about forgiveness? And he said, yeah, I do. Because when you forgive completely, when you can let go completely, then there is no part of you that's worried about making sure someone understands how much you've been hurt or whatever it is. That was hard for me to hear because consciously I'm like, oh no, like I, I, I believe in forgiveness. But there was evidence in my life that I was holding on. And I love him for being courageous enough to say that to me. Because it's, it has just, it's just this massive invitation to say, okay, show me where it's at. And honestly, I got off the phone and I knelt down and I pled with my father in heaven. This is going to take strength that I actually don't have. So I need more strength. And I promise, I promise I'll work on it. And I think that's part of that mindful, like recognizing I don't know. I, I know that's a stretch kind of, but if I'm, I have to forgive to be mindful, but sometimes I feel like I don't actually have the, the strength or even the capacity to do that. And I think that's where God is like, I'm right here. I've got all that you need. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Have you experienced that in your life where you've had to forgive, where you've had to where it's been hard because it's so easy as a coach. I am, I'm actually good, Joe. I'm good at teaching people how to do this. <laughs> and then I look at my own life. I'm like, dang, that's hard. It's so much harder. Of course. To do. of course. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Yes. I've had to do that. Of course. And, um, but I can say that the choice to forgive is, um, always, always is the right choice. It just, it's freeing. Get out of just, jail. Just let it go and let's move forward. And and recognize that this that's just holding us back. That's it. Yeah. Instead of holding us back, let's move forward. Thank you. It's so good. What are the different ways that you've learned to be mindful? Where and how? Can you give us just a few mm. examples of where you've taken where you've taken this skill now and this knowledge that you have and you've actually applied it to your life? Oh, I love this. It's so fun. Because there's the there's traditional like when people think of mindful, they're probably thinking of a meditation of yeah. some sort. Yes. You know, which is true mm-hmm. very much. And I love that. My breath work in the morning, for example. That particular one is. 11 minutes-ish, depending on how long I want it to go, I can go longer. But it's like you're in the present moment when you're doing that. But what I love is like just everyday things. Can we be mindful? Instead of 
while we're standing in line at the grocery store and getting miffed that the person in front of us is taking too long and that the person in front of them is taking too long, what if you just stop? Just observe. Just listen. Be still. And just listen. It's so cool. Or just go outside, shut your eyes, and just listen. Try to hear the sounds of the birds, the different birds talking and chirping to each other, the, the car that's going on over there, a honk and a horn or whatever, mm-hmm. person screaming across the road. It's really interesting. You start to pick up things because you're now in the present moment. Mm-hmm. I love to um, go for a trail run and not listen to music. Sometimes I like to listen to music, but just listen mm-hmm. and become very present it's healing. And no wonder that people talk about, oh, I go for hikes and I just feel like it's so healing. Mm-hmm. Playing guitar. I play guitar. I love that. When I'm playing guitar, I'm kind of in the moment. And you hear that from a lot of people when they play an instrument. Um, Zach, incredible. Uh, like you become in that moment. It's really beautiful. My wife does pottery mm-hmm. and I encourage it. She's at pottery right now, actually. And I love that because she goes And she's, when you're in that artistic mode, you hear that that becomes a very healing kind of a thing. You hear that from people. It's because you're forced in that present moment. How about yoga? I love yoga. Yoga is a great way to become present in in the moment or a meditation, a breath work, like I said. Yeah. Or what about just everyday things? Go for a walk and turn it into a meditation. Don't be on your phone. Turn that into a meditation, a walking meditation. Mm-hmm. Just be in the moment. Listen. Listen to the sounds of nature. Listen to what's going on. Just listen. Or how about when we're with our loved ones? Listen. Don't be on our phone. Turn a date night dinner into a, into a mindful experience where we are sitting and actually listening, connecting one-to-one. I love that. I used to I used to serve tables years ago when I was younger. And that was before cell phones. And I remember it's like time I, the way I described it was time stood still for these people that would come in and they just disappear into this beautiful experience of a dinner. Hmm. And now unfortunately we get caught on cell phones and we're like we're missing out on that present moment. I've spent a lot of times, Christy, when I, uh, like uh, over the years where I'm on a trail run and I'm worried about the meeting that I'm going into, I'm worried, I'm not in that present moment. And so I try to work on, and of course I'm not perfect yet, nobody's perfect right. yet, but I try to focus on what I'm doing and just experience it. It's amazing. The things we miss, but it's amazing the things that we find and experience when we truly become present in the moment and mindful of what is happening right at that moment and listen to the, the gaps between our thoughts. And I think, you know, as you were saying that, I thought of how many people have a hard time being around noisy and, you know, they don't like traveling because it's noisy or it's hard or whatever. I thought if we would choose to do what you just said, instead of like, oh my gosh, what is all this? It would be I'm just going to, I'm just going to listen. I'm going to hear the two-year-old, you know, mom, mom, I'm going to, whatever, whatever is going on, just stop and connect to the present. I really love that. I'm all about connection. I just believe with my whole soul that if we want to have, like, 
men are that they might have joy. And to connect with ourselves, with others, and with God is where I believe the deepest amount of joy is possible. And so thank you for that. If you were going to, maybe you just did, if you were going to give one thing from this whole conversation that we've had for people as they walk, you know, they're winding up this podcast, what's one thing that you would suggest they do this week? For mindfulness? Yeah, just whatever, anything. Choose one of those things that I just listed off. Just said. Um, you know, you hear, a, one a beautiful thing is, we have this saying, stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Maybe try that <laughs> and just sit and stare at a plant in your house. Just observe it. Just become that present. Mm-hmm. My wife had these beautiful flowers outside of our house that only just recently, like within a couple of weeks ago, they now dead yeah. for the year, for the season. But I remember sitting there and just staring. This was several weeks ago when they were still in blossom. I was just staring at them. There's bees that I wouldn't have noticed. I would never have noticed. They were just going from flower to flower. It was like amazing, Christy. And I kind of got lost for a moment. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. Lost in the best way. Lost in Mm -hmm. that present moment. Mm -hmm. And I suddenly just kind of snapped out. Or if a person is able to do this, go home and sit and listen to some someone talk ask them questions and listen don't put the phone put the phone down i just I, listen i love it i love it so much and i'm committing i'm going to i'm going to figure out some personal boundaries with my phone cuz my phone is a huge source of distraction from being mindful from connecting from listening to others so I'm, I'm committing to that, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much for your thoughts. Circling right back around to where we began, we are free to act and not to be acted upon. I see that in my own life. I see it in my clients' lives. The power is in us. Like you said, we hold the key. We don't even need to get out of jail free card. We have the key to the jail. And if we don't know how to do it, if you feel overwhelmed listening to this, if you're not sure, like, oh, that sounds so nice. But do you know my kids? Do you know my husband? You try and find time here. I would say that's a choice to be a victim in your circumstance. And if you don't know how, ask someone, ask a friend, listen to Joe's podcast, read books. There's so many. We'll put some good options. Joe, I'm going to get some good options from you. We'll put them in the show notes. Choose to learn, choose to use the agency that God has given you. You'll have many choices in your days and in your week. Joe and I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire, and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.